Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live studio audience. All right. We're located at 701 East Washington Avenue in the Brink Lounge, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm your host, Chris Wagoner. Mary Gaines is usually co-host. You couldn't be here tonight, so um, if I tickle you behind your leg at some point, that's just because Mary's usually sitting there, so don't, don't mind me. We are thrilled to be here tonight with Thistle and the Thorns. and the thorns. Well, thanks you guys for being on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. <laughs> and this is actually the thorn section, is that right? Did That's you, right. You titled that? Yeah. Uh, this is a in very interesting group. I mean, uh, I mean, not only musically, obviously, but uh, instrumentally. I mean, would, Thistle, would you mind introducing folks? Y not at all. That'd be great. Not at all. Um, this is Celeste, hailing from Milwaukee on Musical Saw. And this is um, oh, <laughs> and this is Ben Willis on the upright bass. He's in a lot of groups in town. Um, this is Leslie on the toy accordion and vocals and various other instruments. 
<laughs> and this is Leah. Um, she's also on vocals and percussion and mandolin. Yay! And Betsy is on the violin. Yep. And Xander is on horn, trumpet, and uh, bells. Okay, I'm just taking notes here. And I'm, and I'm Thistle. Because <laughs> I know there's going to be a test later, so I always take notes. That's awesome. That's a heck of a... We've never had Saw on the show, I don't think. Cool. So, thank you. That's a, that's a first. And uh, we're going to... Well, we can talk about that more later, but there's a, there's a laptop on stage that I understand uh, um, possibly has some sounds on it from a sub, some sonar that was recorded... Um, you snuck onto a North Korean sub. I, I may have snuck onto a submarine to get the sounds. But so I hope you enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> we won't mention her name again. Oh. All right. You guys All right. Yeah. So this next song is called Half Full. Um, on a physical lev level, there's more space than there is matter on a, uh, an atomic level. And uh, so... Um, there is fullness, but then there's also like a lot of emptiness, and so this song is kind of playing with that. And ready? Okay. One, two, three, four. It's not a lie.
must admit it Everything is half empty But then how at the moon When she's Thank you. So I think Celeste has an announcement. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Do you want to hear one? Uh... Uh, yes. Um, March 4th, we hope you will all march forth with your comrades to Fitchburg City Hall for um, our next show. Um, it, which is in honor of Drumlin Farm and um, hoping to find potential buyers for the land. Drumlin is an amazing 100-year-old um, organic farm that has been resisting um, commercial development by the Alexander Company. And um, it's going to be a really great evening, um, 6 to 10 p.m. The Mayor, Jan Mayor Jay Allen is going to be there and also Son Mudanza, a revolutionary folk Mexican band and tamales and hope you'll all join us there. <laughs> March 4th. March 4th. It's 2011. All right, we're going between songs here. Thistle's tuning up here. But to talk for a second here, maybe she can respond to this when she's done tuning, which is fine. You talked about Drumlin Community Garden. Madison is a, 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 a great... Uh, a great place for, for lots of community types of organizations, and uh, Thistle's very active, and I'm sure that most members in the band here are very active in uh, lots of things like that. Um, we'd like to talk a little bit about collective farms. Um, also, I know Thistle, and I, are you guys, any, anyone else involved in the, in the bike? Yeah, you are? Okay. Talking to Celeste here. Actually, I have the mic, so she's making signals at me. We'll translate those later. <clears throat> but uh, grassroots caravan, I'll just say this, and you guys can say if, I'm, if this is right or not, <laughs> but grassroots caravans are group bike rides to exciting destinations, and Thistle helps organize them, uh, currently organizing a ride to the Renewable Energy Fair in Custer, Wisconsin in June. Uh, coming up? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm also involved yeah. uh, okay. with uh, this grassroots is caravans. Yeah. yeah. So what's that about? Um, it's about mobile resistance, mobile villages coming together, um, a nice way to travel without harming, leaving an ecological footprint or anything like yeah. leaving less than we, or leaving more than we take basically right, is right. a lot what that's about to me at least. And I think it means a lot to everybody in their own yeah. individual way. I know we've had a couple musicians on the show, like Peter Mulvey. I don't know if you know Peter. Uh, Peter um, actively sets out on big 
tours across the country on his bike. He has one of the, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call him, the recumbent bike. And he takes his, his guitar, I think maybe just his guitar and maybe something else. I don't know if he travels with a PA, but he goes to different events. And he does, and he plays. And he'll, he'll do across country like that. But it, it's possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this will also talk about, she's, I think she's done yeah. uh, bike tours as well. And, and we would be biking as well if it weren't for uh, the nasty Wisconsin winters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm still biking now, but not with my instruments. Right. Um, but. Well, that's what they make uh, snowshoes for up here. It's not as, not as fast, but uh, yeah, this thorn, the thorn section, talk about you guys for a second. You guys are kind of like a community happening in a, com a community event. I mean, this is a big band, a lot of people. You don't see that very often. That's pretty neat. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. So that last tune was in um, an altered universe, and so this one is now in standard tuning, and I think I'm back. So should we just sing another song? Yeah, why don't you, yeah we can okay. talk about some of that again later. Sure, all right. Angels cry Hats all gonna ride A soft lullaby That's how I'll sing for you And when the warm winds blow, that's how I'll Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Well, to talk about, for a second, to talk about uh, uh, grassroots caravans 
Sure. And, yeah. What? So what's this about? Well, in 2007, uh, me and Sarah Topps were sitting in the info shop here in Madison and um, found out that the RNC, the Republican National Convention, was going to be in St. Paul, Minnesota in 2008. And so we were like, let's ride our bikes there. <laughs> And um, I had been part of a mobile village of resistance in 2004, going from the DNC to the RNC, the Democratic Republic or D Democratic Republicratic Convention <laughs> in Boston to the other one in New York City, and so we marched to get together for 28 days, and that was the DNC to RNC represent, gonna take down the president, um, and then. Uh, Four years later, in 2008, Tops and I and the Neverwood Collective um, came up with the PNC2RNC. And we had the People's Networking Convention here in Madison, which was a counter convention to the DNC and the RNC. And then we rode our bikes in a village of 35 people mm -hmm. to St. Paul. I like that. Uh, talking, speaking of it as a village, very interesting. Is PNC an ongoing uh, Organization is that something, or is that a, a locally organized? It was locally organized. Yeah. It was a national counter convention, um, but it probably depends on where the DNC and the RNC are going to be right. um, this year. I know that the RNC is in Florida, or not this year, but in 2012. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyone can be the PNC, the People's Networking Convention. So if the DNC or the RNC is in your town, you could have a PNC. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so, so a lot of your, I mean, it sounds like obviously um, um, political out, outreach of, of the concept of simply return, returning to simpler ways of relating and existing as a creature on the earth, to quote your website. I like that. Um, the rally today is a kind of, uh, I guess, uh, an offshoot of that, uh, Republican new Governor Scott Walker, a uh, huge rally at the Capitol today in Madison, proposing to eliminate state worker union bargaining power. Um, huge, huge issue. I came up with some ideas of my own here, alternate income sources, things. Well, actually, Stephanie Rurick, a uh, great local uh, songwriter, Madison Time, the Madison Time Bank is part of this kind of movement, alternate, alternative things. Um, I'd also suggest... Uh, uh, publisher's Clearinghouse Sweepstakes. I'm sorry, I mean, sorry, this is a very serious thing, but this is not, but uh, I just want you to know that if you didn't know this, I mean, you can win things like splatter shields, extra large pot holders, lucky seven glass elephants, and my favorite here, history of U.S. nickels. So mm. you ought to run out right now, and uh, <coughs> it's a pretty cool thing. Um, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean a moment of levity there, but... Um, Living outside the capitalist economic system. I mean, the idea of riding your bike, uh, the idea of going about things a different way. I in this society, I mean, it's really, it's uh, very um, difficult, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's very worthwhile because uh, there's the reward of feeling more in touch and connected to yeah. nature and to your comrades. As you were noting, this is a really big band and there's yeah. a feeling of community and in creating a mobile village, bicycle village, there's also that feeling of community that I think people are really aching to feel and want to participate in. So um, it's difficult, but in some ways, I think it would be a lot easier if we just gave up capitalist economics right. and stopped driving and just helped each other out, you right. know, and grew our own food. And right. 
just seems yeah. <laughs> logical and <laughs> yeah and and obviously there are a lot of people that, that are doing that and maybe in Madison and maybe in other communities like ours these community gardens are a wonderful way to go at that it's just community and small small aspects of the village I guess yep you know in whatever way we can very cool yeah all right thank you you're welcome so this next song is um, from my romantic roots. It's finding the beach beneath the pavement as the situationists of the 1968 uprising in Paris so aptly put. And um, I wrote it after going on a bike tour down the west coast in 2005. And the ocean is just amazing <laughs> out there. You guys ready? Okay.
So this next song is called Austin, and it's a description that I just wrote. Um, I rode my bicycle down to Austin, Texas from Madison on a meandering journey. Um, we were out there for five months living off of our bicycles and camping and playing shows here and there, but mostly just biking um, and staying in big cities and just kind of like getting to know the communities. And we ended up staying in Austin, Texas and building a teepee on a, a local urban farm, Oasis Gardens, um, that's not there anymore, but um, it was on the south side of, of, or the east side of Austin. And so this is a description of what our life was like in Austin when we were there for a year.
dead body sometimes we're found here we're found here and still we slept on a So is that, to use your own words, uh, is, that, is that a picture of our post-fossil fuel-powered community? Is that what that might look like? Is that, or is that sort of post-apocalyptic with the dead bodies? What was yeah. that? Yeah, well, actually, where we camped out, <laughs> yeah. this was an urban garden, um, and uh, it was downstream from the river that goes through Austin, and so when um, people would drown in the river, mm -hmm. as they probably do in any large city. The police would come to the land where we had our teepee um, and look for, the, for dead bodies, and that happened several times when, when we were living there, and so it just made a really strong impression. And yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that is the backdrop of the future in some ways, and the future is now, and yeah. Yeah. Um, is this idea of, of, of biking has really got me intrigued too because I, I used to bike tour a lot with my dad when I was in high school and college and we did that a lot and um, this idea of you know you're, you're sitting there and you've got a lot of time to think and it's very different from our regular lives where we uh, you know everything is fast and technology is fast and it's all about being fast and um, that's it's a big change but how do you think this is it, this is going to come how are we going to deal with in your idea estimation um technology is we, we there's no going back i mean technology is going to keep going forward but are we going to be able to deal with this and are we going to be able to slow down despite ourselves somehow are we going to what are we going to lose we're losing something obviously we're losing like great penmanship for instance handwriting maybe that's a small sacrifice but what are the, what are the sacrifices going on here and what's the sacrifice what's the sacrifice to living the kind of life that you're talking about. I feel like Charlie Rose all of a sudden. I don't know. Mm -hmm. what, what happened? Well, I think like I was saying earlier, it seems like a sacrifice, especially at first, but then once you're out there on your bike with the wind on your face and you're going a long distance and you're really feeling how the miles actually are instead of speeding past um, everything in your environment, then your culture, your thoughts about the world and about yourself changes. And so the bicycle is a tool for our social transformation because it puts you into a new mode that is a lot slower than, than car culture, mm -hmm. um, but a lot faster than walking. And so yeah. speaking of continuing to use technology, the bicycle is part of our technology and one of the most brilliant um, things that have come out of the the Industrial Revolution, 
um, especially now in this fossil fuels crisis moment that we find ourselves in. And so, I mean, if in mass people just started using the bicycle as a mode of transportation, I feel like our concepts of distance and time would naturally change. Yeah. So. I mean, that certainly <clears throat> that would certainly apply to the urban communities, where, where arguably maybe that's that's where the most change is necessary. Perhaps I mean, it's where most smog and pollution is coming from. Obviously, the wide open spaces it becomes a bit of an issue. Well, maybe. that's I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, in but, urban but. areas, it's a lot easier to use the bicycle as a main mode of transportation. But I think with the mobile village idea, uh -huh. um, where you're traveling long distances to destinations and doing community service projects and performance along the way and helping each other out, practicing mutual aid and cooperation, um, that that teaches people and that we learn from one another um, how to slow down and how to view the world differently. I mean, it hasn't been that long that the car has been in our midst as a, as a mode of transportation just in terms of the long history of humanity. And um, I think rather quickly people could learn to, if they weren't slaves to the capitalist system, you know, like if they didn't have to work all their jobs and stuff, which is part of what me and Doug were doing when we left in 2003 on September 11th on our bikes heading south like the birds um, without knowing exactly where we were going or where we would end up. Um, it shifted our perception of, of how to do things and it was amazing like how um, our needs were met mm -hmm. and how the world was not as scary and terrible as everyone kept telling right. us it would be, you know, going through the ghettos of Memphis, for example. And but then, yeah. so when I, when I was thinking about talking about sacrifice earlier, it seems to me the sacrifice that you're talking about, and we think about culture in general, right? We're so in tune in the Western world to the idea of you go to college, or go to high school, you get your, you get, you graduate, you go to college, you get your degree, you get a good job, you have a family, you have two and a half children, and uh, I don't know what you do with the other half, but the sacrifice, it seems to me, though, is th changing that perception. Obviously, that's not for everybody. You know, you could look at most musicians who are full-time musicians. You know, my wife and I often joke about we, we're, we really need to adopt an adult with a real job, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> we married we each, we each married musicians what the, what the hell were we thinking but but that that is a sacrifice that, that's a big sacrifice and it's going to take time to change that idea but could you have a family could you have any sort of that's the question how many of you guys have do you want to talk about children Mary Joe and how they came in the village and stuff Well, our, Mar our friend Mary Jo came with us, who's a mom of um, three kids, and I think the youngest was... 16 months. Yeah, 16 months on the ride, and they all went in the back of the trailer and went all the way from Madison to Detroit and helped out in gardens and washing dishes and just being part of a village and making it a real family um, where, um, yeah, we, were, we all took turns taking care of them and... It was just, yeah, it was really great to see a mom and three kids um, go on this radical adventure. And um, I think their feedback, too, is that the village was was the best part of it all and being on the bike ride together. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is, I mean, the old adage, it does take a village, and especially yep. as in this kind of situation, you, you, um, you can't be a loner in particular. And it seems like our society is more and more about making it on your own. You can do it on your own. 
and and you, you have to kind of in a way so you, you mean go. we have to make it on our own? It's kind of. I mean, that's the way things are set up now. You know, you, sure, you but need I mean, to but why make it on your own in a car that's driving full speed ahead into a brick wall? Exactly. You know, like why not join <laughs> right. hands and efforts with people in cooperation to build community and survive as a species? Right. You know, and not just survive, have have fun while we're doing it. So yeah, amen. Cool. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, uh, this song, it's called the BP song, and um, I wrote it, I was working at Hawthorne Elementary School at the time um, with, in the Safe Haven program, it's primarily black and Latino low-income students, and um, I listen to Democracy Now! It's an after-school program, so I listen to Democracy Now! and WORT. Amy Goodman was uh, interviewing, this was in April, of uh, 2010, and she was interviewing a weather specialist, and he was talking about hurricane se season um, as the hole was gushing oil up in, in the Gulf Coast, and he was talking about the possibility of the oil being sucked up into the heavens and then raining down on the land. And I went to work and it was raining really hard. And so all the kids were inside, but I had this vision of a mother and a daughter or a woman and a girl child playing hide and seek out in the rain and the oil coming down. And, and then I went home and I wrote this song. British Petroleum Do you remember that little ad Beyond Petroleum It said beyond, beyond Now look what's happened The earth is an open wound And there is no ocean
thanks. Yeah. I heard that um, today on Democracy Now, I heard that indigenous people in Ecuador, I think it was, sued Chevron and won the lawsuit. And it's the first time that's ever happened because Chevron pollutes a lot and does a lot of oil spills down in the rainforest. And um, they won, and it was like seven... Did anyone else hear this on Democracy Now! today? And it was like a ridiculous amount of money, um, $17 billion or something. And Chevron is fighting it, but um, yeah, so go indigenous people of Ecuador. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. That was totally punk. That was was great. Uh, There goes our our BP uh, sponsorship, but that's okay. Oh, okay, sorry. I don't care. (laughs) Fine. I say a good riddance. They gave us like dollar. It doesn't matter. Um, we are here with Thistle and the Thorns, the Thorns section. Thistle and the Thorns, and uh, you've been listening to Mad Toast Live. We have time for another song. I wanted to ask you uh, one more thing. Well, a couple things. Puppet show. Peter Pan for president. Oh yeah, yeah that what's was that? awesome. <laughs> Um, well, we had the PNC, then we rode our bikes to the Republican National Convention, and along the way, we did a puppet show called Peter Pan for President. And people emerged from the village to create the puppets. Ignacio from Austin, my friend, um, was in that village, and he made these beautiful puppets um, out of trash. And uh, we, I played the part of Wendy, and you can see it on my website, it's thistlespace.org, and I don't remember exactly all the different lines, but it was like, um, freedom is back, or what was the thing that um, the Democratic candidate, candidate in 2008 was saying? What was he saying? Like, whatever, oh, something, but yeah. Time for a change. Oh, right, change is back, and yeah. we had this... Um, red, white, and blue sign that looked like a Pepsi logo, kind of, and yeah. So, yeah, puppet, puppetry is a big part of the villages. <coughs> yeah, the puppet show. And we also, you do have a new CD, uh, Animal Dreams. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. That's for sale here at the show. And if you're not here at the show, you can go to thistlespace.org, I'm sure, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, and pup, uh, Animal Dreams, produced, engineered by Matthew Sandburn, art by Cat Byer. Yep. And um, what upcoming shows? You, you're also planning on going back to Austin. Did I hear that? Or thinking about Possibly. Possibly? Yeah, I would like to eventually. But upcoming shows, I'm doing a Thistle and the Thorns Earth Week tour of the Midwest. Um, and that's going to start in Viroqua and then go up to the Twin Cities. We're playing the Kitty Cat Club in the Twin Cities. Meow. Um, <laughs> And then it's going to go back down to Milwaukee and Chicago and Urbana and then back up to Madison. And that's in celebration of Earth Week. Um, Earth Day was founded April 22nd, 1970. And so we're keeping that tradition alive. Awesome. Yeah. Thistle and the Thorns. You guys want to hear one more? Yeah. You can sing with us on this one. (laughs) All right. So the words of this song are... um, If I die in battle, take into your hands my weapon. It's my desire to continue fighting for world liberation. I am an anarchist and I will be till I die. Chao, 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 chao,
you. Thistle and the thorns. Let's hear it. Yes. You can go to uh, www.thistlespace.org to find out more about their actions and things that they're doing and uh, music, etc. Um, you can catch all of our past episodes on madtoastlive.com. They're also in the podcast directory of iTunes and also now on localsounds.com here in Madison. Uh, very special thanks to Mr. Andy LaValle, our front of house engineer and producer. Mr. Andy Wendorf, our audio engineer. Thanks to the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue here in Madison, Wisconsin. And also to WRT 89.9 FM and WORTHD. And thanks to you.